Hello, podcast listener. This is your host with the most, JJ, from JJ Meets World. This episode is incredibly hard uh, for me to get through because on Christmas Eve of 2023, I got a devastating message that my friend, uh, my fellow performer, and one of the brightest stars in the sky, Shelley Fink, had died. It seems unfair that someone so young be taken, um, somebody who had so much more to give. And I've been ra- just, I've been trying to deal with it for the last uh, week now. And Tucker and I were speaking on the phone earlier today before I recorded this. And I just didn't feel like I wanted to sit down and talk because so much has been circling in my mind about losing a friend. And of course, you've heard other episodes where I talk about Jared and Dustin and people who we've lost so early. And Shelly hits harder than most. Um, I'm, I'm at a loss for a lot of words. And so normally when I'm at a loss for words, I let the Muppets do the talking for me. And what I've decided to do with today's episode is I pulled the audio from when Shelly was on JJ Meets World. She was episode number 20, so over 300 episodes ago. And I thought it would be a good idea to give it a replay here. But I'd like to let the Muppets uh, say this for me. This is a song called Saying Goodbye from the... uh, Muppets take Manhattan, saying goodbye, going away, seems like goodbye, such a hard thing to say, touching a hand, wondering why, it's time for saying goodbye. Saying goodbye, why is it sad? It makes us remember the good times we've had. Much more to say, foolish to try, it's time for saying goodbye. Don't want to leave, but we both know sometimes it's better to go. Somehow I know we'll meet again, not sure quite where, and I don't know just when. You're in my heart, so until then, I want to smile, I want to cry, saying goodbye. I will forever remember the 11-year-old girl who welcomed me into Rutland, North Dakota, and then auditioned to be in the first play I ever directed as an adult. And I will never forget her first line was, I heard a man, and she delivered it with so much joy and so much fun. And I learned I, I learned so much from her, and then she became a dear friend. Uh, she became a member of the Linebenders. She was a part of the North Dakota Air National Guard. And I think sometimes when somebody passes, you learn how many lives they led, how many different groups of people associated with them. And there have been a lot of people who have reached out to me. Uh, a lot of people have reached out to her family, certainly her husband, Zach, and it really is amazing to look at the tapestry of life. And Shelly accomplished something that few people do even in 80 years, which is she made the world a better place. And we should all be so lucky to say that at only 33 years of age. I miss my friend. I miss my co-creator. And I certainly am going to be reeling from the loss 
for a very, very long time. And so thank you for listening to this episode because it's a nice way to remind people how incredible this young woman was. And um, we'll be back next week with another regular episode of JJ Meets World. But for now, um, gosh, I miss my friend. All right, welcome to the JJ Meets World Studios, 50 levels below the center of the earth <laughs> on the other side. Uh, Shelly Pier- no, uh, nope, I'm sorry. Shelly Fink. Shelly Fink, now I'm a new woman. Yeah, that's right. Oh, God. I, one of these days I'm going to get it. That's okay. It was tough for me because I've known you as Shelly Pearson for so long mm-hmm. that when I have to write your name on a check or something, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to remember. And I've had to rip up more than a dozen checks that oh. I've written incorrectly. We, I've gotten some of them too. Yeah. You've where let I'm just a few like, slide. screw it. <laughs> She's get- Hope your bank account hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. Was it weird when you changed? So you got married yes. a few years ago. Yes. And Two was it weird ago. to change your name? So weird. Um, yep. I didn't think it was going to be weird, but it was super weird. It was like, <gasps> people aren't going to know who I am. People would call my phone at work and I'd say, Oh, Sergeant Fink. And then, oh, sorry. And they'd hang up. <laughs> no, I'm still Shelly. You're trying to reach me. Yeah. Oh, so sad. I, I actually did feel like a part of my identity went away. It was it was hard for a couple weeks. And then Sergeant I got over it. Fink sounds like a cast member from Hogan's Heroes. Right. It yeah. Is, yeah. Well, it sounds like was, Colonel Clink. Yeah. Exactly. It sounds like, <laughs> like his daughter, <laughs> Sergeant Fink. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Damn that Hogan always escaping <laughs> all the time, just having a. Good time. Uh, do you know what Hogan's Heroes is, Shelly? No, I never heard of it. So I met Shelly in 2002, yeah. where she, she lived in Rutland, North I was, Dakota. I was 11. She was 11 years old. And her mother, along with some other parents, ran a, a company called Entertainment Unlimited, which provided a end-of-summer theater camp for kids in Rutland and then the surrounding towns. It and was the, awesome. The idea was, well, baseball has ended, but we have a couple weeks before school <laughs> starts. So what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with these kids? And how many? What, what year did it start? Do you know? Oh, my gosh. Uh, way before I was in it, my mom wrote a grant with another awesome lady named Pam from the town. And they're like, we need some arts in Rutland. And so they wrote a grant. I'm going to guess it started in like 95 Maybe. Yeah. Because I was very little when I started. I know you had to be a first grader to be in it. That was the minimum. <laughs> that was first the minimum. Grader. So I know I wasn't in it for a couple of years. Um, and they got directors, which obviously that's your first real job, right, JJ? Mm-hmm. Thank God for Jordan Leppert, mm-hmm. who was a kid I went to high school with, who also is Shelly's cousin. Yep. Cousin Jordan. Because uh, when I owned, Shelly's mom said, gosh, we need to find a director for this program. Uh, reached out to her sister who asked her son who said, yeah, I know a guy who's a chump. <laughs> I know a guy who, who would probably like to do that. And I jumped at the opportunity. Uh, it paid a thousand dollars. Which is a lot. It was so much money at the time. It's like half the Rutland economy right there. Yeah. yeah. And then they also gave you a house to live in yeah. during this time, which was the real selling point for you. It really was. I had just graduated from high school. Yeah. <laughs> And so the thought of having my own place for a couple weeks was huge. And I thought you were 30 when I met you for the first time. Yeah. So, I mean, being 18, that's pretty young to yeah. handle all of those children for three weeks. And my co-director, who, because I immediately thought, well, I don't want to go and do this all by myself. No. 
was Jer- my good friend Jared Nillis, yeah. who was 17 at the time. <laughs> Again, so, I thought he was thirty. Yep. So we had to, combined. We were thirty-five. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. We uh, we could do it, and we went down there to put on this show. And so, so I've known you since you're you were eleven years old as Shelly Pearson. Yes. And I thought it was Pearson because mm-hmm. it was a PH. I know. It's so tricky. Pearson. And it's hard for me to call you Shelly Fink. I'm it's, sure it it's is. hard to just learn and to get the grips on that. Yeah, I love my new last name though. It's easy to spell and pronounce, and no one screws it up. So I really enjoy being Shelly Fink. Have you did you did you consider the idea of maybe like hyphenating or oh, combining God. both of the names together, like Finkson, or like maybe Pink? I mm, considered that. Shelley My husband Pink. said no. Oh, she said he said no to Shelly. Yeah. Or what about spelling Fink? Ph. See, and then we're back to the 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 Ph confusing thing. So yeah, but then but people Hink, are going Fink. Hink, yeah, no that's one's true. going. Pink. Pheasant. Yeah. Pink. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Should no, we name he, words that have the PH in it? Maybe. Go go for it. Okay, so you said pheasant already. Yep. Um, hmm. <laughs> this is your idea. I know. This <laughs> is my idea. Phone. Phonics. Yo, phonics. <laughs> oh, see, you're good at this. What other words have the PH oh my to sound like F? Ooh, never been so academic. Phony. Phony. <laughs> but you already said phone, yeah, so. Yeah, that's okay. You modified it. Those are word. homonyms. <laughs> right? That's when a word, two Is words sound the same, but they're, they're you, different. When you grind up chickpeas, a homonym, a mm. homonym, a hummus? No. Hummus. hummus. Yeah, hummus is what happens. No, it's homonym. <laughs> no, you're right. Homonym. Yeah, I'd like some garlic uh, pepper homonym, please. <laughs> I actually did think of combining our last names kind of as a joke just to taunt my husband. Um, he's a firefighter, so I think it'd be cool if his last name was like Firefighter Pink or like mm-hmm. Firefighter uh, for, for son, for I just son. think of Steve Buscemi going, <laughs> why am I Mr. Pink? Yeah. Can I be something else? I think of the tragic moments like... Be like, no, nah, Pink is still in there. <laughs> There's a Michael Pink, right? A local musician. Yeah. So really? you could be related to him. There's also like a actor with the last name Fink from Fargo, I believe. I believe he was classmates with Corey Calvert who made it to a big movie, last name Fink. And everyone was like, oh, are yeah, you yeah. related? Mm-hmm. Mm, don't think so. Well, there you go. He's, you're not related to any of the famous no, Finks. No, not related to any of the famous Finks. Uh, so Shelly, let's talk, let's talk about your life. Oh God. Right. So <laughs> okay. you're raised oh, in, God. in Rutland, North Dakota, Rutland, North which Dakota, we have city. talked about really? several times on this podcast we gave already. the Sheriff Travis paper saga. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rutland's a cute little town. It's like hopping for how small it is. What's the population? Um, I'm going to say like 150 maybe um, or right around there, 100, 100 to 150. Ice cream cone. Ice cream like, cone. See, that, that's tough because when you're talking about a population that uh, small, mm-hmm. if you're forgetting to add in a family, they're, they're going to be like, what do you mean 150? There's 158. Yeah. You forgot about the Johnsons. Yeah. Yeah. When I interned for Senator Conrad, everyone would be like, oh, Rutland, Rutland. I'd be like, home of Pam Gullison. And they'd be like, oh, Rutland. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was crazy because at that time, it was like 2011. I think there was 36 businesses based out of Rutland. So for such a small little population, it was it had stuff going on. So in Rutland, you spend your time, what, playing outdoors, riding horses? Riding horses. Driving building, combines. Uh, I was never privileged enough to drive combine. I drove tandem, which is like the grossest, tiny little green truck ever. 
um, that has like four gears and they're about nine miles apart. So trying to find like second gear is like three feet from where first gear is. Do you know? You don't know. Okay. Um. So that's the thing. That's the combine is throwing all of this into a truck. We're talking about a horse, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. A horse named Tandem that has a shift. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the their clutch. automatic horses. Yeah. No, JG and I have had these great conversations about city mouse, country mouse kind mm-hmm. of themes. And one time JJ asked me um, the difference. What? How did this go? It's the old joke of... Uh, you know, who's having sex with the the chicken has sex with the rooster, but who's having sex with the or chicken has sex with the hen, but who's having sex with the rooster? And I <laughs> wait, I've never heard this. Joke. Have you ever heard that joke? Is so you have to see, I need to start again because you restarted a few times. Okay. I don't know which part of which takes the rooster has sex with the hen, but who's having sex with the chicken and a chicken and a hen are different. They're different. So this is exactly the conversation I'm having with Shelly. Okay. Because, and she goes, but they're the same thing. And I'm like, well, yeah, but like, you know, like the chicken and I'm trying to explain the joke to her and she is telling me that the joke doesn't make sense. It's like, and so finally, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Finally, Shelly, and you were what? Probably 13 at the time. Probably. In a fit of anger goes, huh, man, woman, human being. <laughs> Hen, rooster, chicken. <laughs> and I went, oh. oh. Wait, a chicken is a baby hen? No. Oh a chicken is the the A chicken like, is the like class. the species. Yeah, it's like a oh. chicken. But a chicken could be a man or a woman. A man being a rooster. A female being a hen. Another misconception um, was when we got chickens, my husband and I have five hens, and JJ was like, oh my God, you, do you ever worry when you're making breakfast that just like a little baby chick is going to crack out into your, your frying pan? Mm-hmm. No, because we don't have roosters. And then that was a mm-hmm. whole nother conversation. So is it like, is, it's like uh, all tortoises are turtles, but not all turtles are tortoises. Holy buckets. I am not from the Galapagos. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Got turtles it. are turtles. No, it's it's all, Okay. All things that go like like that are chickens, but the male chickens are called roosters Uh and the female chickens are called hens, but they're all chickens. Just like all ducks are ducks and a male duck is a drake and a female duck is a hen. And then there's even below that subspecies of that because you've got certain kinds of ducks like a mallard. I'm still confused though. Who (laughs) exactly is fucking the chicken? Right. That's what I said. (laughs) And when Shelly explained Definitely this to a me, rooster. yeah, have you ever seen that news report of the? Uh, there, it's a great uh, outtake, a news outtake online. Oh, I love this so much. Where uh, weatherman is finishing the weather report, pitches it back to the desk, and one of the news anchors he goes, "I swear to God, this is what he says." <laughs> he goes, "It takes a tender man to make a tender forecast. Keep fucking that chicken." Oh my God! <laughs> and you see the other anchors go like. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, then, my God. And then the next day he apologized for it on air. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know either. But it's been turned into like remixes I and stuff. I think he had a stroke. People. That's the only thing Keep you can explain that, that with. I, you better go to the doctor and get a brain scan immediately. Bring back something bigger than a golf ball to be like, this is what happened. 
I love that guy who was out in Bismarck and it was his first newscast and he's giving himself that pump up speech. Like, come on, come on, you stupid, stupid fucking idiot. Like, you got this, you got this. You're not, you're, you're no pussy. And then, uh, and they're like, oh, we're rolling. We're, this is going out. And he got fired the first, uh, yeah. the first day of his job. He got Turns fired. Out he couldn't do it. it was that the worst weatherman one? Cause there was one of like a guy who was a weatherman. Yeah, no, he, who was, this was just an anchor. Okay. He was just a regular anchor. There was, Cause there's one of a weatherman who's like losing his mind like nothing's going right and he, he's like and uh, t- uh tomorrow uh there's there's gonna be s- sunny breezes and hold on i gotta <laughs> keeps looking at his little clicker i and yeah and like it's like five minutes of just torture oh my god i love it so much i love news bloopers they're the best <laughs> Mm-hmm. Too tall Tom should would never do that. We've been oh, Too Tall's got some great bloopers from back he? in the day. Yeah. We've been trying to get him on this podcast. Yeah, we'll get him eventually. We gotta we gotta Shemansky. end up with a, a day where it's raining so he can't be out golfing. He's got one of those last names that you think he should be in like a buddy cop show, and he's getting yelled at by his superior by the, by the captain. Shemansky, Shemansky, yeah, get, get in here, here. Shemansky. Yeah. Oh, you're, I know you think you're a little too tall for the rules around here, <laughs> but. Uh, Time to pull up your britches and uh, Shemansky, get out there. Well, do you think that... Uh, and his partner, great- Wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a while, Tucker and I bat around the idea of making this short film called... What was it called? Like, The Game? And it was all the local weathermen getting together to have a poker game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and right. so they get together every week and they have a poker game and they use little puns like, oh, there's a cold front coming in. Three queens. <laughs> and, that, and that they're all making fun of Steve Poitras because he's the only non-meteorologist. Yeah. The <laughs> and there'd be like a couple of the weekend guys. You'd be like, oh, hey, I didn't know you guys were playing poker. And they're like, get out of here. <laughs> You're not a weekday anchor. You're a weekender. And they, they still keep Kip very- as like a weekender. Mm-hmm. They're like, no. Nah. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm putting your doozy on Kip. Right. Yep. I think this would be popular. I think so. I, what? Get on that. What, funny in a 50-mile radius around Fargo? I would, yeah. I would else? tune in for the news told by Kip Fink. <laughs> okay. I would tune in for that show. Well, if I ever have a child, I'll name, name him Kip. Kip? I actually wanted to name our future child that doesn't exist yet, Huck, so it can be Huck Fink instead of Huck oh. Finn. Got mm. a hard no on that one. Really, yeah. I have a, I have a dream of one day having a daughter named Calamity. Really, I've, I for some reason I want to have a daughter so I can name her Calamity. Calamity, but I doubt any woman on this planet will let me do that. <laughs> maybe a, if her she, daughter, maybe she has to be delivered by C-section. The mom won't be conscious quite yet. And well, then I'm you not gonna, I don't can just you, slip it in there on the yeah, birth like, certificate. Hey, can you bring that birth certificate real yeah. quick before she comes just, like, back? Like pen up? and ink it. <laughs> That's gonna work really Calamity. well. Wasn't that kind of how your name came to be? Like, wasn't there a yes, controversy? There was controversy. Contro- there was controversy. There was an agreement on what my name would be, and that's what went on the birth certificate. And they settled on my nickname, Tucker, because what? yeah. So my my first name is William. What? It's my legal first name. I did not know my, that. My dad's first name is William, and his dad's first name was William. And uh, but ever since I was a, an infant, that I've been called Tucker because when hmm. my dad moved up here, uh, people called him Kentucky. And my mm. mom started calling him Tuck. Mm. So I got the nickname Tucker and that just kind of stuck. Yeah. But I like it. I Tucker like having fits you. Yeah. I like having two names. I think it's fun to have William and Tucker yeah. as both. But it Tucker's not a legal name, it's just a nickname. Hmm. Although it it really I don't I think if I said, Hey, do you go know William Lucas? People look at me and go, No. Or they no. think you're talking about my dad. No, because when no. was the last time you heard your dad referred to as William yeah, other never. than Bill? 
Well, but I think people know that Bill that is short for William. No, they so don't. they probably do the math no, in their so head. So let me JJ. ask you this. What name did you give that cop in Sergeant County? I didn't. Tucker? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I never, I never met him face to face. You didn't? No, we okay. never met. Sheriff Paper and I only spoke on the phone. Um, they would have had my name as William if they they would have looked yeah. up my registration and you stuff. You should have told and me my name was Tucker. He would have let you go. Well, I was going to say, that's how he knew, knew he was in trouble is people would be like, is this, I'm looking for William Yeah, are Lucas. you Lucas? Mm-hmm. That's what Phil, I think, said one mm-hmm. time was that he pulled him over. Like, you, you Lucas? You Lucas. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck so you, in, Sheriff Travis Paper. In Rutland, Shelley. Yeah, I'll, say, I'll say it one more time in case you didn't hear what I said. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Sheriff Travis Paper of Sergeant County. You can never go to Sergeant County, you know. I don't care. Like, the statute of limitations is up. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You, you are say, not going to be able to enjoy Ufta Day. Yeah. Do you think of all the things or that I'll you're enjoy burning bridges? Because <laughs> I'll have a fun party while I'm there. I'm when, pretty sure Sheriff Travis Paper listens to this podcast. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Once Shelly's on it, Shelly's a pretty big deal. You know, she was Miss Sergeant. Stop County. it. <laughs> so I dressed up like a man for my talent. What'd you do? Uh, was a, your talent dressing up like a yeah, man? Yeah, it was. Um, no, it was like a Charlie Chaplin <laughs> skit. They're like, her broad shoulders is going to win this whole thing. Look how wide set her biceps are. I was like 15, so I could go either way at that age for sure. <laughs> no, I absolutely did. My mom is so awesome and she loves theater. And so instead of like singing, uh, under the sea or a whole new world like every other girl did. She's like, we should do a pantomime and the talent will be you won't talk for three minutes. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I did a pantomime, had a live pianist and I did like a circus scene just like Charlie Chaplin would have done. It was pretty fun. Cool. Charlie's super good at cartwheels I w- and yeah, handstands and stuff like that. But the best part about it is I actually ended up winning the pageant. And to for my talent, I put Vaseline on my face and then coffee grounds for like a beard, right? And it was dark backstage and quick costume changes. So when I put my evening gown back on, I still had like one full sideburn. <laughs> so in a couple of the pictures where I'm getting crowned, it's like, is she got a five o'clock shadow or is that something that's just a hereditary? It was definitely kind of creepy. Those pictures are good. When Shelly... Graduated from high school and moved to Fargo to go to college. I bumped into her yep. because she's working in Space Aliens as like a host. And I said, oh, Shelly Pearson, hello, how are you? And she's like, oh, I'm so good. And I had spoken to her a, a handful of times after I stopped like doing the summer theater. I did that yeah. for five years. And, and you were by far our best director. Oh, thank you so much. You guys were so much fun. And then you suggested some guys who did not work out so well, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is unfortunate. So <laughs> they just didn't grasp the I'm concept. I remember who, who it was. It was Steve Maloney and Tim Lane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they kicked kids out. And I was like, you don't get to kick kids no. out. This is, <laughs> pro- this is a program yeah. for everybody. <laughs> you suck it up and you deal with oh, it. That's awesome. Um, so did you guys not memorize your lines? <laughs> yeah, we can't read. <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately think, well, I want to put Shelly into my comedy troupe, Linebenders, because Shelly's very funny. She's super uh, energetic. She can do a handstand. She can do a handstand, which command. nobody else nobody could do. Else. And so Shelly started working with linebenders, and it was very quickly that I realized that I had sort of found a 
Don't, like if you found a frozen caveman. He loves to call me, what is it, Encino Man? Yeah. <laughs> Which I would argue. Which you didn't get the reference when I used. Of course not. We had like because. four channels growing up and my mom was like, don't waste your time with TV. Go outside and play with the horses. And we're like, all right. Right. So Shelly grew up in the exact opposite way I yeah, did, which absolutely. is she didn't watch TV. She didn't watch Jay, movies. Leave those horses alone. Yeah. Get in here. You watch TV. <laughs> stop stop testing those horses. Get back from that grain cart. <laughs> so I remember the first time I thought, oh boy, we're in for, we're in for a treat here. As I said, Shelly, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. This, this movie's got Bill Murray in it. Who's Bill Murray? Oh my God. And everybody in Lionbenders just glared at me. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry, is this like a, <laughs> yeah. is this like a guy? That well, you know, know, he was, you know, like he's been in a bunch of movies now. and he was, he was on <laughs> SNL. What's SNL? Oh I was like, oh, dude, maybe she just doesn't know. It's short for Saturday Night Live. What's Saturday Night Live? <laughs> and she wasn't being like cute and trying no. to get my go. She had no idea. Had no what's, idea. She had never. She was 19 years nope, old. 18. 18. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that makes sense. And had Who never said anything about SNL at 18. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had hundreds of episodes on VHS tape at that point. And so... Every now and then it was sort of like, have you ever seen Back to the Future? No. Yeah. One of just... them is with horses. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to start with the first one. And then I remember vividly JJ being like, okay, Shelly, we need to figure this out. What kind of movies do you watch? And I was like, I don't know. I really like Moulin Rouge. And you're like, what? <laughs> Moulin Rouge is what you spend your time watching? Oh, I thought that was going to be hip. Yeah. It was like, Shelly, what's your favorite movie? Moulin Rouge. What's the last movie you saw? Moulin <laughs> <Yeah>. Rouge. <laughs> Do you not own any movies? Black Beauty and Moulin Rouge. Shut up. I did not own Black Beauty. <laughs> we used to I God, I got to remember we used to have an animated Black Beauty VHS cassette tape as as a kid. Really? Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about it now for years until you said Black Beauty. Man, I got to dig that thing up now. Follow-up question. What's VHS? <laughs> just kidding. There's no way you wouldn't know what that <laughs> is in Raleigh. Kidding. In fact, they probably don't know what Blu-ray is right now. <laughs> See, I think that's where you would be surprised. I find that when I got down to the rural areas of our great state of North Dakota, they were a lot farther ahead as far as like some technological things because they've been using GPS for years when they were mapping out their fields. And so here I am being like, you guys ever see a Tom Tom? And they're like, yeah, we've seen a. Let me know when your car gets auto steer. Yeah, exactly. I, would, I would be too afraid to own Blu-rays in Sargent County because I just think that Travis Paper would just confiscate them and then sell them at a police auction. As you can tell, Tucker's got an axe to grind. Yeah, well, I feel like now Tucker's I have a platform. Yeah. yeah, he should go run for <laughs> county sheriff. You know, our listener in is it Israel? Uh, Iraq. Iraq. You have a listener in Iraq? That's awesome. Yeah. It will probably be listening to this being like, I've got to meet this Travis paper. <laughs> we, we just got one in Zurich. Really? Yeah. That's probably <laughs> my grandpa's in girlfriend. Oh, hey, that probably is what mm-hmm. that is. Or mm-hmm. someone with a VPN that's using a, mm. an IP, but smart, mm. smart. Yeah. Computer talk. So Shelly no God. longer. Aren't you like a technical sergeant? Doesn't that mean you? Yeah. Technical means you work with computers, uh, right? Yeah. It's actually primitive sergeant. I just <laughs> use rocks. It's not, a, it's not <laughs> aesthetic sergeant. Uh, no. I'm, I'm caveman lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so Shelly lives in Fargo and I she do. joins Linebenders. Mm-hmm. And so she gets a, to start her career in comedy. And JJ asked me one question before I went to basic training. 
Mm-hmm. Shelly, I know they've put pen to paper on what they're going to do if the zombies attack. Mm-hmm. You got to bring that plan back to me. You got to imagine that at one point someone said, listen, I know this is silly and ridiculous, but should a Godzilla ever arrive on our shores? Oh, we Godzilla? Do, we do not. Well, I asked about zombies because oh, okay. Walking Dead was big at the time, but you've got to think that there's somebody whose sole job with the U.S. military is to say the what ifs. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be a plan on paper. Maybe that's your calling. That'll be my military specialty. That's how you get in the door. Just but guys, I've solved a problem that I don't think mm-hmm. you figured out yet. <laughs> when yeah. the when the Godzillas arrive, right? Yeah. You need to aim for the inside of the mouth because you mm-hmm. can't penetrate the skin with a nuke. Uh, actually, oh gosh, a technical sergeant Michael Bay over here is already taking <laughs> yeah. care of that for us. We're working on a mech suit. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, Shelly, so. Uh, Here's the thing. I'm going to lay down some stuff real quick about the person who Shelly is today and my direct influence. Number one, <laughs> I feel like a little bit of her humor mm-hmm. has been influenced by by things I've showed her. I and agree. I've taught her over the years. Um, Shelly and her husband are married because, because of Because of me. a lie JJ told me once. It, I think it starts even before the lie. I think it starts with my sage advice on breaking up with that guy from South Dakota. <laughs> oh my gosh. JJ made me break up with a boyfriend in Ow. his house. In JJ's house yeah. or your boyfriend's house? No. Oh my gosh. No. In JJ's so house. So JJ was like, listen, I want you to break up this guy. But first, I want you to call him over here. I'm going to make a pizza. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see it, and I want him to know that it happened here because of me. So this guy, not only Shelly, but this guy also owes me a thanks. Because because Shelly came over and was telling me about this guy that she met on a cruise ship who just happened to be from South Dakota. Oh, my God. That's your first first message right there. They were kind of smitten with each other, but he was going to school at South Dakota State, and Shelly's going to school at North Dakota State. You know, he could hear this. This is this is fine because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Shelly comes over and tells me, I just don't know how I feel. Maybe this thing isn't going to work out, but whatever. And, you know, he's transferring up here. So and I said, well, he's transferring up here because he wants to be your girlfriend. Be, or my- be, be, be your boyfriend. <laughs> that was the problem. I didn't want a girlfriend. <laughs> And he was, she was so like, nice. no, no, he told me, he told me that he, I, whether or not we're seeing each other, he's going to transfer up here. And I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. listen, I'm a, Tucker shaking his head. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I tried the same thing once. I was like, oh, I'm going to move to Minneapolis. And it's not because of this girl that I'm dating that lives there. I think it's just time. But I mean, she also lives there. And then when that fell apart, I didn't move to Minneapolis. Well, I mean, sh- surprise, She should have went to JJ's house first. And he would have been like, call him right now. Keep it under five minutes. Do you remember the advice yeah. he gave me? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, oh it was God. on the phone. Yeah. I guess you weren't in a deep relationship or anything. It's not like you've been dating for a while. You this guy's dating for a while. <laughs> this, oh my God. Really? this guy was going to move <laughs> no. to Fargo. I thought that was after a cruise ship. Horrible. I thought that's like, oh, we met on cruise ship and, you know, that was it. That's you know where the, the romance started. Best part about this whole story is JJ did a great, like, custom pub quiz trivia for my um what's that called groom supper mm-hmm. for my wedding and told this story to all my guests and then my best friend Corey got up and told like underage drinking stories and I'm like holy crap I'm glad Zach loves me because this could go downhill real quick his family's like calling an intervention right before the wedding is this the girl you know I just think it was important 
that he knows that you know you're the reason that well i do like to take credit for that you sure do because it's and it's so she she breaks up with this guy i didn't actually expect her to yeah, like he actually got kind of scared right then and there he's like i'm so, gonna go upstairs you know, we're sitting on the couch and she dials this guy up and she's like hey uh i, I don't remember what the kid's name is Please we're, we're God, gonna call him say. we're gonna call him travis <laughs> paper <laughs> we're gonna call him uh daryl hey daryl um, yeah, I was Daryl. Listen, and so good old Daryl. And Dar- I'm kind Darryl. of sitting there on the couch, Darryl. going, "Wait, are you calling him? You calling him right now? <laughs> Ooh, I feel uncomfortable. I had to do it. Can you wait yeah. till after Goonies is over? Yeah. Right? No, because then I I ended it with Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so then we fast forward to me hosting pub quiz with wait, DJ. Wait, hold on. Did he end up moving here? No, no. Okay, because he okay. didn't really want to go to NDSU. <laughs> no. So keep going. So fast forward, I hate you. Fast forward to <laughs> you hosting just have a great pub agriculture quiz. program, Shelley, and <laughs> and I hear the cost of living is really low. And, yeah, much I different explore than explore my Brookings. German roots. Right. <laughs> um, fast forward to me hosting pub quiz at Fargo Billiards and Gastro Pub, mm-hmm. and in walks this just tall drink of water. He's like six five and just got a great profile, and I was like, oh my gosh, who is that? And I immediately start flirting with him every single week for like a good 20 minutes after pub quiz is over and him and his friend are winning every single time and i get no good response back he's just like well nice to meet you shook gone every time so like oh man this guy doesn't like me you know must be married or not interested or in a relationship or just thinks i'm ugly i don't know what it is but he's not interested then i was gone a week and i get back and i'm like jj was that you know that army guard guy here he's like yeah and what did you tell me? Was he's uh, he he's asking about, about you. He asked he was about you. Wondering. And I was like, oh my god, he does like me. He's just shy. This is so cute. I like him even more now. So I just laid it on thick. Still didn't get asked out. I was like, wow, it's been like eight weeks of me just flirting with him. And then lo and behold, he shows up to a linebender show. I was like, okay. Line menders are good, but we're not that good. He has got to have some interest <laughs> wow, in coming she, to see me. Guess who just took a steaming hot dump on your improv company on your podcast? Right. But this is this is 2011. We're much better now. Go, oh, are we? <laughs> we are. So at the end of the night, I give him my number. I'm like, yeah, if you ever want to hang out sometime. He's like, oh, yeah. So he texts me right away. And then I was like, yeah, JJ said you were asking about me like a month into dating. He's like, I never asked about you. Mm-hmm. Oh, JJ just lied to my face. Now, if I had said, oh, he, now didn't, I'm so he didn't say anything about you, would you have just given up at that time? Yeah, probably, like, because I've never had to pursue someone. Did this man become someone. the Mr. Shelley Fink? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He is my just my perfect husband right now. He's great. So I'm happy for the lie. But. Yeah. So you're welcome. Uh, I've also saved Shelly's life. Yeah, he did. For realsies, I saved Shelly's life in the flood of 2009. Okay, you act like it was because of the flood. Well, I think it's important that people understand. Okay, no, it wasn't 2009 because I was in high school in 2009. It was 2000. Oh, God, you're young. Yeah. 2012? It was 2010. 2010. So the flood of 2010, I was walking the dikes. We were on 14-hour shifts. Um, with the Air National Guard, we did a lot of cool like dike patrol, and I got really bad side pains. I'm like, oh, I think I've got the flu, but I was a little airman, and I didn't want to be like, I'm sick, I need to go home, and pull like the girl card. So I was like, it'll be fine, and I just tried to stretch it out, and ended up getting relieved that day. So I was on base, 
and I couldn't stand up fully. And so they're like, you're sick, go home. Like you should have told us. And I was like, oh, you guys are way nicer than they are in the movies. And I tried to go home. So the National Guard, it's not the Marines. Yeah, I know. Well, we care a lot about our people, which is good. So they sent me home and I just thought I had the stomach flu. So I call my mom. Um, and she's like, Oh honey, I'm sorry. Let me know if you need me to come to Fargo. And I was like, yeah, it's weird. It just hurts right on my right side. It's like only on my right side. It's so strange. She's like, Oh, that's a bummer. And neither one of us realized like that's your appendix. So I go home, take a hot bath and like fall asleep in the bathtub pretty much. And don't answer my phone when she calls back saying, Oh my God, it's your appendix. So she calls JJ. And JJ breaks into my apartment mm-hmm. and brings me to the hospital. Aww. And as they're doing the CAT scan, is that what it's called? The CAT scan? Sure. Why not? And my appendix started rupturing, so they did an emergency surgery. Oof. But mm-hmm. JJ also hit on my nurse mm-hmm. and made fun of me when I got put on pain meds. So oh I think those God. cancel each other out. The second that they injected whatever pain med it was, Shelly goes, Oh, I feel like my eyebrow hair is growing. <laughs> and, and I was like, holy shit, that didn't take more than two seconds. I metabolize drugs really fast. Yeah, you like are, legal drugs. You I've are never tried legal drugs. Right now. I was so out of it. And then a bunch of people from the military came and they were like checking on me and my mom didn't like get any of their names. So I was like, mom, who came the next day? She's like, oh, uh, they had uniforms on, they had short hair. And I was like, Jesus, okay. I think they were from the military. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. they were in the air guard. They might have been in the Navy. (laughs) So, I mean, honestly, JJ did save my life. Yeah, you're welcome. Like actually legit saved it. And then the line benders went to go visit Shelly oh in the God. hospital, and we knew we couldn't get a horse up there to visit her because she loves horses, so we brought her a bottle of glue. <laughs> and I looked at it, and I was like, what? I mean, I, I like art. See, we weren't that good in 2011. Yeah. I think that was That's pretty, pretty good. damn good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. They, you guys did. You all came to see me, mm-hmm. and then we brought you some squirt as well. That was your yes, your pop uh, favorite. There was also a, just a friend of mine from NDSU that came to see me um, in the hospital and brought flowers. And you're like, oh, I didn't know you had a boyfriend. I was like, I don't. And you're like, Shelly, <laughs> that is a boyfriend. <laughs> that is definitely and then, turns a boyfriend. Out he wanted a date, so you were right again. There you go. See, I I'm very good at reading people. If you show up to the hospital. With flowers, I say that's friend zone. <laughs> JJ says no. No. No, 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 no. Um so let's talk uh let's talk about a couple of things. And you tell me if this is still classified deep oh deep my stuff. Gosh. But so you served overseas yeah. with the North Dakota Air National Guard. <laughs> yep. Uh to make Shelly mad, I will just say, like, oh, how was Army today? Oh my gosh. And oh. it drives her nuts. But I have it's decided so to stop doing that. Yeah, thank you. It's different, you know. It's totally different being in a different branch of service. So a lot of people are like, Oh, you're a soldier. And I was like, No. My husband was a soldier. He was in the Army National Guard in North Dakota, which is a great program as well. But I am an airman. So So here's something I don't understand. So I thought people who are in the National Guard stay in the United States to guard our land here, but yet you That's served our overseas. first mission. Yep. So we're both like state and federally associated or funded or however you want to call it. So we have a lot of flexibility. That's the thing I love about the Air Guard. So I can, um, you know, do flood duty if people in Fargo are losing their homes or under stress that way, or I can volunteer to go to Afghanistan and plug in with the active duty Air Force and like help out their missions, which... 
is was a really, really good experience. Definitely makes you thankful for everything you have over here when you go places like that. And, and how, you were at the airport when I came home, I which was. is awesome. And I was... I would be lying if I said I wasn't worried that you were going to come back as somebody different. And I think you did. I think it changed you in a lot of ways, but it didn't change you in the way that I thought might strip you of, you know, the the Shelly that silliness. I've come to know and love over yeah. the years. Yeah. Um, I think every experience changes you. And that one definitely um, gives gave me a ton of perspective that I carry with me throughout my whole life. And so I deployed like, oh, my gosh, almost four or five years ago now. Um, and it will never like leave me how lucky we are. Even when I got back here, I lived in like a little tiny apartment by NDSU and had this like three by two foot garden on my patio, like stoop. And I remember being like, oh my God, it's so cool that I get to like grow my own food and walk to class and not have any worries about safety. Like that was so amazing to me. I actually remember texting my mom like, hey, Zach and I are sitting on our front, our front like little porch, which is like a six by three slab of concrete, um, next to a really busy one way, which is loud and annoying, and we were so thankful for where we got to be. So it's just it's a cool experience to be able to actually take that not for granted when you get back here. When I met you at the airport, I had never seen fatigue in the way that I saw in oh, I was your eyes. So tired. Yes, the great thing about being a part of the Air Guard is they will like not make you transit so much around the U.S. when you get home. Like when you're coming back from your deployment, you know, you just fly into Fargo sometimes and go home. So you don't have to wait a couple weeks here and wait a couple weeks there and like demob and premob and all that. But it, I had been up for like 30 hours of flights and just not slept well. So I was so ready to take a hot shower and go to bed. You also have had experiences that you probably didn't think were going to be a part of the Air Guard. For oh example... Gosh. You told me about a trip you took to Japan with yeah, the Air Guard. That was where amazing. They're like, well, there's no bathroom on this plane. We got a bucket. A bucket on a C-130. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. C-130s have like a little mini. It's like a. It's pretty much a bucket with a toilet seat on it, mm-hmm. and then there's like this little curtain. But I would call that a privy. Yeah. If every, I had to. <laughs> everybody knows what you do inside the curtain. It's not private. It's like, it's really uh, primitive. But hey, it works. I mean, that's what you yeah. need. Well, you're used you're used to stuff like that on the farm, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're like, I got, I, I got to pee. I'm not gonna drive. I'm not gonna drive all the way back to the house. I'm gonna just pee right here. I welded my brother Brian this like uh, bumper dumper is what they're called. It's like it fits into your receiver hitch, and it's like a square metal structure with a toilet seat on it, and then it's got a lip under it where a five gallon bucket slides in, mm. and he loves it. It was like the greatest present I've ever gotten my brother. It was a project I did at NDSU for my AGED degree. We did a lot of welding and woodworking and stuff. And so I gave it to him and he was like, oh, he texted me pictures of just like a field. And he's like, I'm using the bumper dumper. I'm like, okay, I didn't actually need feedback. (laughs) I just gave it to you because I thought you'd use it. So yeah, when they're out in the field doing custom harvesting, got a toilet on the go. Yeah, people forget that things like a toilet are not... Whether you're in Afghanistan Mm -hmm. or a field in North Dakota, a toilet is... Uh, what a privilege. A privilege. <laughs> yeah. I also would say I would I would really appreciate it if like he might add a curtain to the bumper number, mm. but I don't think he will. No. no. You just wouldn't you just back it up a little bit into like the cornfield? Yeah, so maybe. So that you're, you know got the, privacy you got the privacy of the cornfield. But also the breeze. when you're going for it. Yeah, there you go. I would just not the amount of flies. Rutland it had more flies in it than I had ever seen anywhere else. There's probably more cows than people near Rutland. Right. Though, so speaking of 
agriculture and cows and horses. Um, one time JJ came out to the horse barn. Do you, do you know this story, JJ? Mm-hmm. I know what you're, you're going to talk about. <laughs> and we had a... JJ, leave those horses alone. <clears throat> Shelly owns... A, you've had horses your entire life. My whole life. And... She has a horse right now named Oakley. Yep, Oakley, she's great. One of the sweetest animals I've ever Such met in my entire horse. life. She's so great. And Shelly boards. Is that what you call it? Boarding? Yep. yep. It's like Barning. a daycare for horses. It is like a daycare for horses. Horse, horsey daycare. Uh, just a couple minutes from her home. Yeah, there's, it's really close. There's a, a nice big barn meant to house people's horses. So mm-hmm. it's a collection of horses. Yes. And JJ came out there one time because I, a lady ran a red light and T-boned me um, in Fargo right after mm-hmm. I came back from my deployment actually. And I had to be on a muscle relaxer because I tore my trap muscle. And so JJ was kind enough to drive me out to the barn to see my horse. Aww. And I was like trying to, you know, do chores and just kind of like see her and brush her. And there was this uh, Frisian horse, which is like a beautiful, like looks like a medieval draft horse. It's all black. It's gorgeous. And it uh, dropped down to take a pee. And JJ pulls out his phone to so take a photo. Shelly's, no, okay. So Shelly's in another part of the barn doing something. And I witnessed this thing. And I'm like, oh my God, that is the, it, it, Tucker, it was the size of you. No joke. The it was, horse? No, the horse is dong. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And so I'm getting my phone out. I have to take my gloves off because it's cool. And I'm trying to get a picture. And as I'm taking a picture of this the horse's barn wing, manager. Yeah. This stranger who's never seen me before walks in and I'm like, uh, I, She goes, uh, what I, are you doing? I'm, uh, uh, Shelly's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, what were you doing? You're like, I was trying to take a picture of its dog. Like, oh my god, are you kidding me? I just thought uh, of all the opportunities I could have texted that to somebody and been like, Oh, my day is tough. Be like, but, Me too. But if the horse was peeing, does that mean he wasn't engorged though? Was he? No, no, he was so you, a gelding, so he was just oh. urinating. And JJ's like, Oh my god, but you could see a bunch mind. of the like, but his dong was still as big as me, yeah, it was while big. he's peeing. It's it was huge. <laughs> So it's that huge. means that if he had become engorged, which he couldn't because he's gelding, but um, then it would have been twice the size of me if mm-hmm. he's a grower, not a shower. Oh, you have to imagine. I mean, it was like a fifth leg. I think oh that if God. I think that if you're a shower and you're a horse, that would you would trip over it when you're running, <laughs> when you're well, galloping. You're probably not gallop. When was the last time you ran full on sprinted when you had a boner? <laughs> I, I cannot compare, dude, you cannot compare my boner to a horse's boner. No, I'm just saying. You can barely compare my boner to another man's boner, but I'm just let, saying, alone, <laughs> let alone a horse dick. I'm just saying, why would someone run or gallop But you're saying when there's an erection? I'm saying if he's a shower, not a grower, meaning mm-hmm. he's as long, flaccid, or erect. Mm-hmm. So if he's flaccid and, a sh- and then he's running... He doesn't have a boner, but he's got this thing flapping there. Right, yeah, but it's not like... And you think you trip over it. No, I think... I think you his, wrap his, around his legs and tangle him up. No, he's, he's got to worry when he's doing hurdles. Yeah, but this oh, is big a, time. But this is a... Let's this he tucks is, it back. This horse, is a, this is a horse is the Michael Clark Duncan of horses, okay? It's a majestic, big creature that you don't see doing a lot of, you know, like... This horse, this, is the this Michael horse, Michael Clark Duncan of horses. <laughs> it was because he's big and black. No, because also like you, I don't think of Michael Clark Duncan as someone who's going to be running and like jumping over something oh. in an action sequence. I'm going to see him like go through the wall. Got it. Like the juggernaut. Got it. 
The Juggernaut <laughs> Shelly is from the X-Men okay. comic book universe. Okay. Hey, speaking uh, of that, have you seen Deadpool 2? I have. Have you? I have not. So. Yeah. Spoilers. It was so bad, but so funny. You didn't care for it? No, no, no. It was so, it was a great movie, but it was so dirty. There were so oh, many, I mean, I know yeah. Deadpool's going to be dirty, but man, it was like jaw drop, droppingly hmm. shocking at times. Yeah, there was some stuff that really but got you going. hilarious at the same time. Yeah, I. Ryan Reynolds, he's a funny dude. He is funny. Not in everything. No. Like, what was that movie he did a long time ago about being a teacher that had cancer? That wasn't funny. Remember? A teacher that had Yeah, he cancer? was like a teacher. Um. And he taught like middle school kids. And he was always like deep. Are you sure he you're like, the not best thing you have thinking is time. of? Um, is that definitely maybe? No, that was no. a movie where he was talking to Abigail Breslin. Uh, shoot. What, I know. I know name. that he was in this movie. Um, maybe it was like the uh, lessons. Of- no, you don't get to look it up. Shoot. We don't get to do that. This isn't trivia. We'll have, right now, we've got a listener who's like, it's this. Yeah. It's the Green Lantern. No, the it's Great not. Lantern? The Green Lantern. It's the one Paul Revere are, used. Are you sure you're not thinking of Ryan Gosling? No, I'm definitely sure it was Ryan Reynolds. I feel like Ryan Gosling did a movie where he was a middle teacher, school teacher with like a drug addiction. Nope, it was Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Yep, so we're going to use the phones now. And while we're using the phones, this is a good opportunity for me to ask Tucker a question yeah. that leads into something with Shelly. Sounds good. When was the last time you rode a horse? Oh, man. I mean... If I've ever ridden a horse, which I think I have, I would have been a kid. I've ri- the only time I've ridden a horse outside of a state park where you ride a horse down a canyon yeah. is in Rutland. And I re- rode a horse named Cotton. Okay. And what I liked about Cotton was he did not go faster than I was prepared to go. But I was slightly disappointed when I hopped up because I thought, oh. This just doesn't feel right because I don't have like an awesome cowboy hat. And there comes Shelly right out of her house being like, oh, I thought you'd probably want this and gave me a cowboy <laughs> hat. Yeah. And it was, you know, there's cowboy hats that are really stiff. It feels yeah. like they're kind of made out of like a plastic material. Yeah. That's what she had for me. Gotcha. And so I rode cotton. And so I got the great shot of me like holding the hat up going, yeah. Yep. Kept I, calling everyone pilgrim. I, I, know for a, I know for a fact that I've never ridden a horse that I was in control of. So pretty, meaning, meaning, I think I was on Just a horse a that's, wild that's one. no, that someone was guiding. Oh, okay. You know, I found a Mustang yeah. in the wild and I jumped on his back Maybe and I tamed him. Maybe it was him. a blind horse and he had a seeing eye person. I think it was at a zoo. Oh, <laughs> more than likely. That was a zoo. More than likely, it was at a zoo. <laughs> the first time we were invited to ride horses with Shelly and her family in you Rutland, embarrassed me. Uh, Jared and I ran in. We're like, we're, we're going to do this, but we got to get costumes together, and so. <laughs> So we went weird. in. And we we went into the little drama area and we found two sheriffs like shirts, like police shirts that had little badges on them, and so we wore those. And Jared's like wearing flip flops. Yeah, it was a lot both of, fun. of you. I thought. Oh no, you had tennis shoes. I had tennis <laughs> you shoes, had, like white New Balance tennis shoes mm-hmm. with calf high socks. Yeah, that was me. So if you if you really love horses, does that mean that you have some fringe affection for? zebras or donkeys or other things that would be somewhat equestrian mm, but really not a big dog but, but not a horse i don't know i mean i think i love all animals um but yeah i think like zebras are really cool every time i hear a fun fact about a zebra i'm like really and i compare it to what i know about horses so can, it's like you know how 
like little kids figure out what's what in life. They're like anything furry is now a cat. So they'll call dogs cats and everything cats. And then they kind of like differentiate. Yeah. That's kind of what I think you do with horses. If you love that breed, you're like, oh, so a zebra is very similar. You can breed it with a horse. It's very risky, but it takes four times the medication to knock one out. And so is a zebra not a horse technically? No, I don't even. I mean, it's in the family of like the equus, I'm a- sure. Equus, okay. Yeah. Equine. What do you think about the play Equus? I have never seen it. Oh, mm. you should. You do. I think you'd really identify. Did you ever? Really? You'd also like the movie War Horse. I or no, you'd like the you'd like the play War Horse, not the movie War Horse. I watched the movie War Horse and I was kind of like, oh, it was horrific. Nope, Spielberg missed the mark on it. Uh, the The play is uh, amazing. Good? Yeah, but the movie. Do they use live horses in the play? They don't. Mm. They use this. Neat thing. Isn't that good though? Mm, I mean, yeah, for the horse's welfare, but it'd be cool exactly. to see a horse on stage. See, okay, you don't really love horses no, that I much. I do. I love horses. Dance horse. <laughs> Dance no, for when, Shelly. When I worked, <laughs> well, ten, you could just Mama use a Tennessee like walker and they have a gait that looks like a dance already, so you don't have to train them. Do you use terms like, oh, I galloped over? things no but i actually did use the term like hot to trot a lot because i thought it meant that you were in a hurry mm. <laughs> but turns out it i have a theory that. i have a theory mm. but you are the perfect person to tell Please. me if i'm right or wrong yeah uh a year or two ago uh my girlfriend kenzie and i went out to kentucky for a vacation and we went to uh, a Church. horse retirement farm oh, okay um where pony land you know <laughs> i can't remember what it was called but it was basically just a yeah a farm where race horses would would retire um and they they would have both male and female horses there um and i made an observation when we were in the gift shop okay because there were a lot of what i would call horse ladies Mm. right ladies who fucking love horses right right they're they're just oh god i love horses i can't wait to meet these horses um (laughs) and i was like you know from an outward observation if i didn't know they were here to see horses these could also be cat ladies and so I'm wondering if it's true that while not all cat ladies are horse ladies, <laughs> all, all horse ladies are cat ladies as well. Ooh. I don't know that I know a horse person that doesn't like cats. So okay. I think you might be onto something there. Okay. Because I've yeah. seen also videos of cats who sleep on horses. Yeah, our cats really used to cute. do that. It's a hell of a cats. scientific observation you yeah, got there, is. Tucker. Well, it's been proven to be an indisputable fact now. <laughs> proven. Yeah. Proven. Mm-hmm. Are we sure we know the definition of that word? I do. Yeah. <laughs> It means I'm right. Mm-hmm. That's what proven means. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. JJ meets world. We're breaking down stereotypes and barriers and we're letting people know what's what. Yeah. Um, speaking of what's what, Shelly, what's something What's something that people take for granted uh, that you on a daily basis think to yourself, oh, you just don't appreciate this enough? Um, and that might be something now that you are a city mouse from a country mouse background, mm. it might be something where you're a female versus the males mm. of society. It might be something where um, you enjoy stretch pants oh, and other people pants. like khakis. You can do a cartwheel. Oh my god! You see things from a different perspective. I well, okay. First of all, just being from the Midwest. Um, I think that we have really good education here. And I, I say that in a couple things. When I lived in D.C. for half a year for uh, interning for Senator Conrad, former Senator Conrad, I like was really shocked at all like the education issues and the overcrowding stuff that I saw in like the East Coast. And then I, I have a good friend out there and I asked her a lot about public schools. And I was just really shocked that they're run the way they are. Like 
obviously I came from a very small school. I know all of my teachers names to this day and they would remember me and you know I can tell you like some cool thing we did with dino days in third grade and like we had all these like fun special opportunities and that is not the norm across the U.S. so I think that's a a big thing is we just have a lot more attention when there's less people Hmm. so maybe the 40 below winters are good because not everybody wants to live up here and then our kids can read good by the time they graduate I've always been told uh, you know 32 below keeps the riffraff out yeah I've been told that too and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that uh, because I think the definition of riffraff person to person makes a difference I'm pretty sure that recently in the forum there was like a story about like the top five schools in North Dakota Ooh, what were they? Well, Fargo North was on that list. Mm. Fargo South was not. Yeah, mm. Fargo South. Yeah. Just thought I'd bring that up too. Well, were you a Fargo North kid, Tucker? Yeah. Okay, that's why I thought. Truth be told, Fargo South, I'm a uh, Fargo South alumni. I know you are. And we've very proud of that. It has changed drastically Change. since I was there because yes. we've added another major high school. So it's split mm. the population of that school, it split the teaching staff. When I was at NDSU, we did a lot of observations at Fargo South, and one of my teachers actually taught there. And she had mentioned that it was the largest um, like margin of free and reduced lunches went to Fargo South. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that brings a lot of issues into the classroom um not always bad but just like if somebody comes from poverty like they don't have all the resources that other kids do so Which it's, it's funny though because at least when i was in high school and not that us high school kids knew anything but in the inner school rivalry north kids saw south kids as the rich kids oh really oh yeah hmm. even though there was probably no factual basis to say one group was more well off than the other yeah. it was more you know south was still two or three times the size mm-hmm. of north they're like, you live in a split level? I hate you. <laughs> you know. We only have single story tiny homes in North Fargo. I, I guess I don't know where that came from. Maybe just because it was on the south side where new developments were being yeah, made. For sure. And there was just more, there's more probably concentrated wealth in the south side of Fargo. Did you well, yeah. feel like passionate about the fact that you guys had mature trees in your yard? I actually didn't. Well, okay. oh, no, mature trees? Oh, yeah. absolutely. You're I like, lived in the- We're established. I lived in the uh, horse man neighborhood of North Fargo. Oh, okay. That's where I grew up. And so all, yeah, it covered in really Beautiful. tall trees. But yep. I, I never took that as like, what a lame neighbor doesn't have tall trees like we do i think that the first thing i see when i see new houses i'm like you don't even have trees yeah yeah, yeah. it sucks yeah you need shade and swings and yeah my soul my soul spirit and loyalty only went so far through right. and whips right what was that my school spirit and loyalty only really went so far too so <laughs> the whole north south west whatever thing i, right. I only take it so far and oh. i thought all kids from fargo were like bad kids the, from the big Probably city? Probably doing drugs. So my, <laughs> That's what I grew well, up thinking. Well, you weren't wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. My better half, Jill, also thought that because yeah. she had a friend whose family moved from Hillsboro to Fargo, and then all of a sudden she became, they are like, ah, she's really become a city kid. She's gotten real bad. She's getting Ooh. in trouble. <gasps> and I was like, ah, I don't think that that's true in the least. That's stupid. Jill and I are cut from the same cloth. You are. We both love farm animals and mm-hmm. gardening and being low maintenance. Yeah. We are You're low maintenance? Yes, for sure. I will say this about Shelly's husband. He is the patience of Joe. Yeah, he does. Because every time there's something required of the line vendors, <laughs> like, listen everyone, we've got to move all of this equipment. Shelly shows up or she doesn't, but her husband always does. I send a representative. I think it's part <laughs> of being a good a member delegation. of the group. And guess what? We don't always, a lot of times we show up together mm-hmm. with a pickup to help move whatever it is. It might be a lineman mm-hmm. out of their apartment or mm-hmm. stage gear or whatever. But yeah, Zach's such a good sport. 
I lucked out for sure. I'm so glad you lied to me about him being interested. Mm -hmm. Do you still make your bullet earrings? (laughs) I have not done that in a long time. Yeah, he's just like really (laughs) nailing the hillbilly coffin shut. Well, no, I think you had a pretty popular Etsy store going on. You can make fun of it all you want. I paid off my car Mm -hmm. in college. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the tone of JJ's voice when he's the bullet earrings. (laughs) Bullet earrings. Yeah, I and guess what? I sold so many to the state of North Carolina. You'd be shocked. Like you think there's hillbillies up here? Oh no, we well, def- we definitely know North Carolina is mm-hmm. far worse. Yeah, well, we we also <laughs> North Carolina, Louisiana. A lot of wedding orders. Who Florida. wears twelve gauge shotgun shell earrings? These were shotgun well, shell. Ear- that was well, my next question. There was a variety. Yeah, these are bullet. They're there, bullets. There was like everything from like a forty caliber to like two seventy Winchester, all the way up to like twelve gauge. I would like set cheap Hobby Lobby stones in the middle. Mm-hmm. It, they were very pretty. Why did you stop? Uh, because I didn't have a heated garage. And so I was like, <laughs> like with like a little uh, vice grip bench and a saw. And I oh. was like doing all this in the garage. and It was really cold. Where did you get the bullets? Um, From like all of my farmer friends that hunt and target shoot. And I got them all for free. So that was cool. So you're just getting casings basically. Yeah. Just getting the casings. Yep. yep. Hmm. And then could you turn any bullet? I mean, you can't tell. Has to be. I'm, everything's a bullet a to bullet, me. A bullet, yeah. Uh, it has to be a certain size to make like an earring unless you're just going to do like a flat, uh, like a 22 would be too small, obviously, and it doesn't have a, a center primer. So do you know how a bullet works, JJ? Yeah. Comes out of a um, gun and it kills okay. a person. You first, so a little... well, first you have to shove a pipe cleaner mm-hmm. down <laughs> and then you take a little tiny flask and pour the gunpowder in mm-hmm. and then you take your bullet bag and put that in and then when you hit it, a big spark goes off yes. and then you get those damn dirty red coats. Yeah. And, and then you take a little to round Lexington. top and you turn the Gettysburg battle. Yeah. No. That is very, very similar to what we do now, but it's a little cleaner and it mm. takes less time. So there's a center primer sometimes where like uh, the weapon will have a mechanism that hits it and that's what sends the bullet down the barrel. Um, and then there's like a side primer. Or I, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it doesn't have a center primer and it just hits anywhere along the rim. That's a 22. When you make a list, do you use bullet points? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I'm clever. And the bigger the point, <laughs> the higher the caliber. Higher the caliber. What? Uh, how do you own firearms personally? Um. Yes. How do you store them? Uh, very safely. So give me. A, um, we have a gun you Don't lock. tell me where it is. Okay. Because so what if an intruder feet. is listening yeah. to this? Right. So um, we have a, a gun locks on all of our weapons, and then we have them in safes. Mm-hmm. So we have a very smart dog. We don't want her to get in there and mess with them. <laughs> and be like. Brrr. You know, when we get home one day, that would be rough. Yeah, one day she's you're gonna walk in yeah. the house and she's gonna have a big "Don't tread on me" flag. Right? With yeah. Some <laughs> main yeah. scenes across her. <laughs> she looks like that um, rocket guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. The way it is, she's the like little raccoon. Yeah, she's like half German Shepherd, half healer, half raccoon, <laughs> half person. She's a rescue dog. She's the greatest. I don't know if you can be like four halves of something though. No, you can. Just can't. FYI, she is two hundred percent of a normal dog, <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of is because. When you started fostering her, they said this dog is terminal. Yeah, she has she's heartworms so, so bad that she's, she's not so going to make it. It all starts with my husband going bear hunting with his friend, and he had no cell reception. And he decided that it would be a good idea to extend the hunt two days without telling anyone. And so for two days, I thought he was dead. I couldn't get a hold of him. I was like on the 
just the brink of calling like the search and rescue people in Idaho because had no idea where they were. And then I just get this text. Oh, hey, back in cell reception, decided to extend the hunt two days. And I was like fuming. And so oddly enough, two hours later, the shelter called me. They're like, hey, would you foster this dog? She's so sick. And I knew that my husband was going to be like, no, you're going to get attached. So I was like, bring her over. Nice. So nice. We, they dropped her off. <laughs> and I was like, I hope she's not housebroke. Like, I, I agree hope with she's this just such a little turd. She turned out to be the greatest dog ever. I told her I loved her within three hours of having her at the house. Zach was like, you said you weren't going to get attached. You said you were going to be back on Friday. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Look at my bear skin. Right. I had, to make, I had to make a Tinder profile when you were gone to start over. <laughs> Turns out he was hunting panda bears <laughs> yeah. uh, at a zoo. Shelly's dog did something that the vet had never seen before, which is yeah. all of a sudden the dog started coughing and coughing so and coughing and coughed up. This weird eight wor- inch worm. Yeah. Oh. And so they put in a bag and they brought it to the vet. And the vet had never heard of a case where yep. a heartworm had worked itself like into like the lungs to be coughed up. So they're they, like, there's no way it's a heartworm. But yeah. we're gonna ID it just in case. And we're like, I don't know what it could be. And then they're like, Yeah, it's a heartworm. <laughs> Is that Damn. crazy? She's a little champ. So that was the worm got out of her and then yeah. she didn't have worms anymore well, or is she still being treated? No. So it took like five months of treatment and she was kind of touch and go. We brought her to the emergency vet a lot and she was like, they were like, just go home, make her comfortable. And so I was like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> I was so sad. Um, and she ended up making it obviously. And she's super healthy now, but Zach was home alone with her one morning and she was coughing, coughing, coughing. She'd have these coughing fits where she'd just like lay down and had no oxygen. And she coughed up this worm. And this is where my husband, Zach, who has never really been a dog person up until this point, uh, reached dog dad status because he pulled the worm out of her mouth and put it in a plastic baggie to take to the vet. I was like, most people would be like, flush it. But no, he wanted that sucker identified. So he brought it to the vet and they were like, oh my God, it's a heartworm. This We've never heard of this before. But she actually had them so bad that they encircled all the ventricles of her heart. Mm. And you can't like do surgery, obviously. You can't um, kill them really quickly because they'll like fall out of the heart and cause blood clots and then she'll die anyway. So you have to like slowly treat them so they just like slowly die and dissolve, I guess. Mm. It's a super gross disease. Mm. They said don't Google it. Don't Google it. It's it's so gross. Whatever you do right now, don't go on Google Google and type the word heartworm. Heartworm. Dog coughing fit. Do not do that. <laughs> don't do it. So definitely don't do that right now. No. Is there a band called Heartworm? Not yet. There should be. Yeah. Right. But, but worm yeah. spelled W U R M. I J R T worm. I think we've got uh, <laughs> we've got the makings of a great punk band going here. Are you going to start it? I sure am. Do you think you could have the theme song to like Milk Babies play in the background? Probably. <laughs> It's amazing how much milk babies became a thing down in Rutland. Oh my gosh, milk babies! Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You didn't want to actually teach us theater, so you just were like, "Look at all my friends." And yeah, I look do. at this thing we made. Okay, <laughs> that's we're got gonna Mama be Luke napping in, it. in the corner. Milk Listen, babies. We played I, so many games. When I found out that we couldn't read, well, that was one <laughs> thing. When we chose a three act play that was very heavy on words, and it was like, uh oh, but. When I found out that 
other directors didn't take the kids for the whole day. They were taking them for a couple of hours every day. But we structured like an 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah. thing. You guys must have thought that we were just the bee's knees because they had, had to daycare wake, all day long. I'm pretty sure we had to wake you up, though, a couple of a times. A couple of times. Well, who is the one who does the rooster Sheena, call? Sheena Brecker was a girl in this theater, and she, or this theater club thing, and she can crow like a rooster. Like, you could not identify an actual rooster or her. And so they weren't there and the hall was probably open anyway because it was Rutland. So we went to their little cottage and there was a window open and she like got up in there. I didn't scare the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. Remember that cat we named Shits? Yeah. There's a little, there's a cat, like a, just a neighborhood in cat in Rutland that would mm-hmm. come by the house and we'd be grilling in the backyard and we named it Shits. Mm-hmm. It's the end of that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remembered shits. I loved that. There cop. were so many kids in Rutland that like still talk about JJ and Jared. I like, in fact, one of the kids, Jared Huckle, has now got a burgeoning hip hop career. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. And so I remember they used to play a game called Rutland Ball that, that was the greatest <laughs> that used our backyard among as well. What, well kid, as like what several. kid's dad kidnapped us for like two hours? Um, <laughs> what was Chase? Chase's dad. No, no, no. It was Brady's dad. Brady's, it was Brady's dad. dad. <laughs> we live next door to Chase's dad, I think. But it's all I, getting foggy. They're like, they're like, oh, Jared's up to bad. He's so good. And I'm like, oh, how good is he? And they're like, well, they don't call him home run huckle for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then a bunch of kids got in trouble and kicked out of the play by their parents because they were they apparently fell off their bikes and got mad road rash along their whole body. And then it got discovered that they were actually um, tethering a mattress behind a four-wheeler and do whipping, <laughs> whipping cookies, and that's how they got hurt. And so because they lied to their parents, they got kicked out of the play for like a week, right? I, this was not during my time. Oh, man, I swear it was. And they were like, it doesn't it doesn't matter that you were driving an ATV without a helmet with like six kids on a mattress behind it. It matters so you that lied. you lied. I've... Th- th- there have been a few times in my life where I've said, listen, I'm not going to be the happy-go-lucky man I am normally. I have oh, to be a stern task I'll never master. Forget. Never forget. And one day I'm having lunch and knock, 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 knock on the door. And this woman says, is Jared here? And she accused Jared of smashing pumpkins that she was growing. Which is the highest in crime in Rutland. Yes. Okay. And she was mad. She's like, I grow those for the children for, you know, Halloween. So you've ruined the town's Halloween. <laughs> and so and Jared is just kind of taking this in and this yelling. And so she leaves. And I said, OK, first and foremost, did you, <laughs> you <laughs> and he's, yeah, I, just to make sure? And he goes, no, I didn't. I'm like, OK, well, if it wasn't you, there's there's one easy way to find out who it is. Yep. And and we're going to take care of it. Now, I want you to walk into the hall with me, but I don't want you to say anything, Jared. So we go back after lunch, and the kids are all like, oh, we just went to the cafe for lunch. And I was like, everyone, grab a seat and sit down right now. I've never seen JJ so mad. And so they sit down, and I go, listen, I know one of you know what happened. Jared was just accused of smashing all these pumpkins, and I want to know who did it? I want to know right now, or we're done. We are done. You can have silent reading. You're going to be required to be here. And we'll, then, no, you said you were going to quit. You're yeah. Like, I'm going back to Fargo. Yeah. Like, we don't need to take this. We never got pies from this community. 
People around here hate us. <laughs> because you dressed up in dresses for your photo shoot for the memory Which I thing. thought was really funny. They were like, who the hell? Yeah, they're like, what are we doing? <laughs> who did we? Those in- Fargo kids are coming. Lock up your pumpkin. And yeah, so, lock up your kids. Yeah. The devil's here. A couple here. little hands go up. And I'm like, yes, Mackenzie. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, Philip did it. Oh, and, and Philip go, was like, no. I'll be like, all right. I'll go take care of it. Which is funny because Philip was like the nephew or the grandson of the Mm -hmm. lady who accused Jerry. (laughs) Yeah. And so when she had asked who did this, Philip just said Jared. said Jared. Because that makes sense. My grandma's going to beat the crap out of me. To be fair, Jared looked like someone who'd smash pumpkins. Well, yeah. And Jake came and wrote like, kill uh, with lighter lighter fluid fluid and and then then lit it on fire. (laughs) So it was On the street. On the street. street. I remember Jake... (laughs) Getting so drunk <laughs> that when I was there, we're all trying to sleep in this house. <laughs> and Jake comes in, he's laughing. Him and Jared have been up drinking. <laughs> you guys, I am going to kill every one of you <laughs> while you sleep. I'm gonna go to the kitchen and I'm gonna get a knife and I'm gonna stab you. And that's what Jake said. <laughs> and so Jared bear hugs Jake and just holds him on the ground. <laughs> And Jared's like, no, buddy, you're not going to do that. And Jake is laughing maniacally. We had a this... MacBook Pro under the That's under the right. bed that had a light that was kind of pulsating. And he goes, it's listening to me. It's listening to me. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to think if my mom ever hears this podcast, which I hope she doesn't. Oh, um, I own. Do they it. have Facebook, internet, she... Rutland stuff? Yes, yeah. we have internet. Well, you didn't know what SNL was. So. Well, I we had internet. It was like the kind in high school but I still just was outside okay. all the time got it I own my sister love this podcast no my mom's gonna be like I hired these folks to work with children mm-hmm. I think that we were the most engaging because we were the most childlike yeah right weren't there those like three triplets from Lisbon that you always would hit on at the Dairy Queen mm-hmm. they sure were <laughs> yeah occasionally we would have to get out of Rutland we'd have to get out of Sargent County yeah just because it was like we're, island fever yeah we're just like we're just like we gotta Go see a movie. We gotta do we gotta do something. We gotta because we didn't have a fun house full of like farm stuff to hang out with. We didn't have I mean we we, we, we were let left you to our ride own our devices. Horses. Like twice. Okay. Yeah, Even once you've done that, you know. Yeah. Dude, like, what days are you in gonna row? do? Come on. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Like, come on, guys. We rode horses yesterday. Let's do something else. But that was a fun it was a fun it's been fun getting to know Shelly, and it's getting been fun to get to watch Shelly become the person that she is today. And, and I'd like to think that I've credit. Yeah. I'd like to take some credit for <laughs> a lot of the good things, very few bad things and bad habits that Shelly has. I stick my foot in my mouth a lot. Yeah. But that's all right. That's you too though. Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just listen to this podcast. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, in the upcoming episodes, you're really going to be shocked. Oh really? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Give me an example of when you stuck your foot so far down your throat that you just couldn't recover. Uh, yeah, I was asked to MC Relay for Life in Rutland, <laughs> and I was like, "So how many tons of corn did we do this year?" And immediately, everybody in the crowd gets she like crosses their arms and goes, "Okay, yeah, well." <laughs> And it's bushels of corn, not tons of corn. I was, em- I was emceeing with you, and I was like, no. <laughs> if the dress didn't do it, uh-huh. the I was like, well, there we go. There we go. It's it's done. It's done. It's taken care of. 
how many tons of corn? You know, I was actually with this young girl the other day that was coming out to do a tour of our of our base and I had just stuck my foot in my mouth so far with my friend. I was like, is so-and-so the only boyfriend you've ever had? You guys have dated forever. She's like, mm-hmm. And then right after that conversation ended, another friend was like, they just broke up last no, night. No. And I was like, oh my God, that was the worst timing ever. They dated for like nine years and I just picked today. It's horrible. So I go to get this girl. She's like my age. She's so nice. I was like, oh my gosh, how was your day? She's like, it was great. I kind of stuck my foot in my mouth in class though. I said the stupid thing. I was like, oh, I just stuck my foot in my mouth with my friend and her boyfriend. So I tell her the story and I was like, and she was laughing and we were laughing. We were driving. I was like, yeah, do you have any dead pets I can ask about? And she gets silent. And I was like, oh, that was weird. And I look over and she's crying. Mm. And she goes, it's, it's fine. It's just that my dog had to be put down at five o'clock today. And we've had her for 12 years. And I was like, I want to jump out of this vehicle. How does this happen to me? Two in one day. Aww. It was horrific. That's tough stuff. Sometimes you just can't help it. So I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I was mouthing. I'm so sorry. But no words coming out. <laughs> Tucker, you've got to have some good... I will. I do it so often they'll blend together. I'm trying to think of a particularly good one. I can't off the top of my head right now, but I'll, I'll owe you one once I can think of one. I'm sure it'll happen in the next week. Just and write it down. It's probably happened today during this podcast, I bet. But eh, you <laughs> we know. won't find out about it until we listen. Yeah, I'll, we'll get some angry email. Yeah. I'm actually kind of waiting for that to happen. How many listeners do you have? Well, we're close to a thousand downloads. We average between fifty and sixty downloads per episode right now. So, so that's many, roughly our audience. How size. many of those people have email? <laughs> and how many have email? I would assume if you have the technology to mm. download a podcast, don't assume more than likely you have an email <laughs> address. But maybe they're streaming it off of something. Yeah. So you might the only thing they, they might be stream at the it public off of library would be Stitcher and it's not on Stitcher yet. Everything else you got to download. Mm. And uh, usually if it's through iTunes, you got to have an email to sign up for iTunes mm. though. But. So how many emails? Well, have you, you can got? just go to our website though and that's listen true. to it. That's true. That's true. It's a really good point. Uh, it doesn't need to be an email. I just want an angry Ooh, message. Like a love that shit. Do uh, you? Oh yes. One time at Theater B, so we did a play a couple years ago called Straight White Men, <laughs> and I was the sound designer for it. And in the script, the script says, record, asks you that for the pre-show music, that it be um, angry music sung by women. Mm. And the more vulgar or aggressive, the better. Okay. It should, And it should sound like it was a playlist that was not made by a white man, basically. So I basically just went online and found like like all these. Uh, Avril Lavigne. Was, no, it was, it was more like, it was a lot of uh, hip hop and rap music. Okay. Uh, and some other stuff, too. Um, but there were a couple songs by like Nicki Minaj that oh, yeah. that had a lot of explicit language in yep. it, and which we I love I love that kind of shit. So we we did that. I, I and we didn't warn anyone like, hey, watch out, you're gonna walk into a play with <laughs> vulgar language because yeah. if you need a warning, maybe you shouldn't leave the home, your house at all. If you need to be warned about language, and I get it if there's maybe a maybe kids might come to it. Was it a kids show? No, I'm it was not, not a kids okay. show. Wasn't it? <laughs> I just want to make sure. Straight, straight white men, man. junior. Hey, I think there's some private schools out there that would be like, yes, yeah. this is mm-hmm. our production this fall. But we got we got a message. <laughs> Good I, point, JJ. I think she posted it on our Facebook wall. I think it was a public post, if I remember correctly, and she was upset that. Um, 
uh, we had put that music in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. She wasn't expecting it. And she had something to the effect of, you know, you owe it to your audience to not do this to them, which is utter bullshit. But I love that kind of stuff. I love it when someone is angry and it's okay that they're mad. Yeah. But they're not mad about something that actually matters. Like if I'd burned her house down. Right. Then it'd be like, oh. Well, I, you owe it to me to I, give me a tiny home. I understand why you're mad at me because we burned your house down. But yeah. if you're mad because you heard language you found offensive, I could give a shit. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. And and not that the point is to upset people. Right. But if you're someone who gets upset by it, yeah. I feed off that. So <laughs> just you would love maybe, this. maybe don't listen. <laughs> You would love the story of JJ inviting me to who is that female comedian? Mm, um, Maria Bamford. Maria Bamford. Oh, I love Maria Bamford. Oh my gosh, I loved her up until the moment that she made this horrible joke about veterans coming home and the committing suicide. <laughs> when shouldn't they just die over there? Mm-hmm. And I had just gotten back from a deployment, and I was so mad. I literally almost stood up in the theater and was like, "You suck!" and walked out, which is very against my nature. But JJ was with his couple friends. It was like mm-hmm. you and Jill and and me. And I was a guest at this place. JJ had invited me. And so like the only thing that kept me in my seat, even though I was like fuming the whole show, was that I was invited to this mm. with a friend. Mm-hmm. And it was not my place to be like, get out of here. But I was so mad. What a di- I was Truth not happy told, about that. It was, it was, it was not a very good show start to finish. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it, I think it changed after that joke because I don't think people – received it well. No. I don't think it was just me. It was like, ooh. Yeah, I think she lost a good chunk of her audience right there. I was like, you could make such a funnier joke about things like that. Well, okay, so good. obviously I'm not a veteran. I've never served. Um, I think in the right context, that joke is fucking hilarious because stand-up comedians are not, when they're on stage and they're performing, they're not existing in a context where they're supposed to mean the things right. they say, oh, right? Totally. It's just and, supposed and to be shock. It's, yeah. it's, it's supposed yep. to be some other weird, dark way of looking at it, right. right? As long as it's creative, it's usually funny. But I was like, well, I mean, yeah, and that's oh, it's kind of in the eye of the beholder, too. But Bill Burr had a really good joke that got someone mad at him um, who was a veteran. But the way he says it, that it was like most people in the military loved the joke. And the joke was, was that, you know, I get that our service members like say in the air force are heroes. Um, but, but really the guy who like points in the direction that the plane's supposed to take off. Like, am I really supposed to celebrate that guy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was a better joke than I'm telling it. Yeah. And, uh, he said it in front of a crowd of, uh, service people first yeah, and they loved it. They, thought they, it was they great. ate of it course, up yeah. and then he told it in front of another audience and, like, and, and one you? guy in the audience who was a veteran, yeah. um, got really upset. Right. And, uh, well, I think, if you get upset over something that's 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 your business, it's really tough for me to get upset at a comedian who's in under no obligation to say things that they mean or things that you like totally. when they're up there. Now, if this was someone who was writing an uh, opinion piece mm-hmm. in the forum, right, right, that they're saying this is my opinion, yeah. that's completely different. Sure, um, but yeah, you know, when it comes to comedy, I don't think anything is sacred. And I think there's a lot of things we've said in linebenders where we're like, okay, it was just going for the joke. You know, so I think mm-hmm. the comedian in me can kind of understand it, but it wasn't, it was just a crude joke in my opinion. It, it, it so I've heard she's refined that bit. Mm-hmm. So this is something that you could tell she was workshopping. So yep. coming from the mechanics of comedy, 
there are jokes that are bad jokes Mm -hmm. and you either turn them into good jokes or you get rid of them. But the way you find out whether or not this thing's going to have a life is by telling it in front of total strangers and seeing what their reaction. Which is terrifying. That takes a huge amount of courage. It is. And so I think this is a prime example of we were there when when the baby bird was kicked out of the nest before it could Mm -hmm. fly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I saw that with Mitch Hedberg where I saw Mitch Hedberg live and he really hadn't found some of the correct beats with some of his stuff. And so you walk away and go like, God, that was pretty crappy. Like that wasn't very funny at all. And then you hear the album six months later and you can hear the subtle changes Mm -hmm. and nuance and you go like, Oh, okay. This is hilarious. Yeah. And all he had to do was change it from being like, oh, snowmen to Santa Claus. Sure. And yeah. then boom, all of a sudden this thing yep. has a punch. It also so- kind of highlights the fact that things are funny until it's a group that you identify with. That's, totally, that is that is a part of the totally. joke. Right? Yep. So like, uh, um, well, I guess I don't need to give an example that makes enough sense as it is. But again, the stand-up comedian is, is under no obligation to say anything that they mean mm-hmm. or to say anything that you like. You know, or any performer on stage for that matter. I think if you're going to a per, uh, an artistic performance, you know, you're you're free to decide if you like it or not. Totally, and that's the cool you know. thing about like we can freedom of speech. We can be like, I hate that, or Absolute, I love that. Absolutely, and they can. It's yeah, it is a beautiful thing. I guarantee for sure. you, there are people who hate this podcast right now. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe a sheriff <laughs> from- named Travis Paper who can fuck himself. <laughs> I, I find this to be interesting. Here's a plug for line benders. So one of the things this I try the most explicit yeah. I've ever been. I think it's because I'm on coffee I was number two. Say, you really you're really pushing a lot yeah. of buttons I've on this. I've got a one. lot of caffeine surging mm-hmm. through me right now. And I, I think I'm gunning for that angry letter to come. I want that first one to come to yeah, me. Yeah, I think you're gonna get it after We've this. We've been online for two months now and we I, haven't gotten an angry email that's because yet. Because JJ feel... is a people pleaser and he's mm-hmm. always been a great schmoozer. People are like, I love this podcast. He, JJ, you gotta get rid of that Tucker though. <laughs> JJ that guy just is so angry. <laughs> he yeah. could wake up two hours late for a meeting, hit a kid in a crosswalk, and people would still be like, JJ's the best. Mm. I don't know. I don't we know if it would be him. two hours mm. after this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if the kid was a bad kid and no one liked the kid. I'm sure they'd, mm. he'd, they'd spin it that way. <laughs> I, I, I like people pleasing. I don't know what it is about it, but I want everyone to like me. Yeah, and you're good at it. I have found that I like with my new job uh, on the radio, people, there are definitely people out there who don't like me. And I think they, they probably don't. probably found the dress photo. <laughs> they should. They, well, you'd think that'd make me even more popular. Look really? how progressive he is. One thing, yeah. one thing when you have exposure as a local public figure or whatever, um, that means that uh, you get to a certain level of, notoriety where people are confronted with you whether they like you or not right like if you're a small enough thing only people who like you are going to seek you out oh yeah but if you're large enough where you're just you know you're on kfgo or you're doing something else that has a pretty big audience there are going to be people who just because you're there they're like oh god what i gotta listen to this guy yep Mm -hmm. there's somebody who told me recently that i'll never be able to change and they hate me and They'll just continue to hate me. Wow. And I thought, Phew. was this a listener? Or? Yeah. Huh. And so I just thought to myself, I was like, you are missing out, man, because yeah. I'm going to start a rhubarb festival and you're not going to be invited. <laughs> there's a fun There's a fun game to play with negative feedback on, oh, on online. Tell me. This is, it, it, this is how I did it because I used to work for a poker TV show and I managed our YouTube channel and our online stuff. And so I would see all the trolling that comes in just the automatic stuff that comes in if you're online putting anything out there and uh 
I would I would think of it as a game so that the more negative or the more gross someone's comment was, the more points I was earning. Oh. And so I would see I would just try to make it like the goal is to get someone to say something shitty to me <laughs> online. That is not what you do to uplift humanity, Tucker. That, you gotta bring out the best in Uplifting people. humanity is not my goal. Oh, humanity it's mine. can fuck itself. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. I am the opposite of JJ. <laughs> he is yeah. he's trying to elicit a response from people that makes them feel bad and what? good at the same time oh my because gosh. it makes Tucker feel good solely. Tucker, who hurt you? Nobody did. Oh no. I don't you mean You just you just discarded com- all of humanity. It's no it's it's podcast. I love it when people get upset over stupid things stupid stuff, and yeah. decide they need to express those feelings yeah. online behind the Maybe veil because the yes. thing is is that the things that people are saying online they wouldn't say to you right. like, They'd be like this. Oh yeah, no, it's fine. Right? But you fucking suck and I think you should shut this down, right? That yeah. they'd say that yeah. online. I love that that someone took the time that oh, I feel so angry about this podcast say I'm going to take a second and I'm going to write something angry online and that's going to show them that I'm upset but what they don't realize is I'm totally cool with the fact that you're upset yeah, so it doesn't really bother me it doesn't really bother me that you're upset at all yeah you know who is ahead of the game on that when Kevin Smith wrote Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back that's right the end of the movie Jay and Silent Bob get paid a huge amount of royalty <laughs> rights for their likeness for a movie and they take the money and they fly across America and they find all of these users of a website called moviepoopshoot.com who said that their characters are stupid and idiotic, not understanding that the characters are, but they took it personally. And so they beat the crud out of these thousands of people who anonymously said that their You're characters the are the ones idiots. who are the ball lickers <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of that movie's mm-hmm. restaurant. Uh-huh. Ugh, I'd love to eat it. But you see, I wouldn't take- see Kevin Smith is a director. Okay. And he also plays a character <laughs> named know. Silent Bob. And okay. it's a, a put it on my to-do list. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it right below finishing the Back to the Future trilogy. Oh, I still have to do that. I can't believe that you would like just quit that. How far did you get? I watched two of the three movies. JJ bought me the so trilogy. Not the first one. The first two. Is the third one the horse? The horse yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. So I yep, no, not the third one. And I try is another endearing quality about my husband he can't lie even if it's like a, a white lie or it betters the world he can't do it so jj's like oh did you watch all the movies i was like uh-huh and zach's like no you didn't you didn't watch the third one. i was like yeah i did and i looked at him like don't mess this up for me and he's like no you didn't and i was like Zach, you did. Mm-hmm. and then jj caught wind of it and he's like what happened to the third one and i was like there's uh doc brown <laughs> And, and I was like, you're not mentioning Marty, the horses at all. You're yeah, full of shit. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe you didn't take my side. And Zach's like, you didn't watch it. Like, These are my friends. I just want you to move their stage and lie for me. <laughs> that was, uh, I officiated Shelly's wedding. And he did a great job. Mm-hmm. A fantastic job. Mm-hmm. It was the best ceremony I've ever been to. And like, we needed, Biased. we had to meet beforehand. So I was like, I need to know like what we want for like tone and pacing and all these kind of things. That's great. And I think my only note was like, well, just make sure that it's long, but not too long. <laughs> so I was like, uh, we had both been to okay. weddings that were like seven minutes long and it was, it's awkward. It's like, that's the best kind. No, I think like a 20 minute wedding to a 30 minute wedding is perfect because it's still super short, but it's like something. It I needs think to be seven- like slightly entertaining. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's got to have some meat to it. Like, I don't know. I just think it's a, 
I don't know. I wanted like a 20 to 30 minute wedding and you gave us like a 27 minute wedding. It was great. To wear this device. Yeah. (laughs) Shelly's grandma is hard of hearing. Like super hard of hearing. And so it, you know those things that people wear that have harmonicas? Yeah. So it's sort of like, it was sort of like that. But she was like, I couldn't turn it on right away because it it was a direct feed to her hearing aid. Yeah. And so when I'm chatting with people beforehand, I'm like, I don't want to like, you know, let Shelly's grandma hear that whole thing. So I turn it off. And when I got up there, she was like tapping her ear and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And so I turned my little pack on. But it looked like. I was wearing some a kind chunky of necklace. Yeah, like a really big <laughs> chunky necklace. I guess that's one downside of the progression of technology is we'll never see scenes in movies anymore where someone's holding that horn to their ear. Yeah. Mm. We gotta hear we what you're saying. Had those as party favors. That would have been good. Our wedding horns. was so much fun. It was a blast. It's a blast. We had a great time. We actually got our whole wedding party to go to the emergency food pantry um the day before our wedding and volunteers like a group of fourteen. It was so much fun. Mm. We had a blast. It was great. There was and you got some great publicity. Out oh my gosh. Good the food for pantry you. is like, we're calling the news. And again, Zach is like, I'm not talking to the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just won't do anything. And Shelly had a bad experience because she was told that she could bring her dog. And then at the last oh. second, the like place said, well, you can't bring your dog. My dog is the best. She's a therapy dog. She is so well trained mm-hmm. and we're bringing a horse to this venue. <laughs> that was fine. And we asked about the dog, but apparently there were certain stipulations. You could only bring the dog 30 minutes or some garbage before photos. And then they had to leave immediately after the ceremony. Why? We were there. We rented the whole venue. It was a farm. It was a farm. And we were like, okay, well, we rented the whole venue and my horse is coming. So I didn't think that the dog would be the problem. They're like, she has to go right now. The guy was so rude to me the morning of the wedding. I'm like, I was almost in tears. And when they talk about the stress hitting you and you crying about like an Oreo cracking in two, they're not kidding. Yeah, You just lose it. So we had to send my dog home and she couldn't be there for anything because. What was, a dick. Yeah. So this so guy mad. is a real jerk. And then he Such turns around and walks in and they're like, did you hear that this wedding party volunteered rather than having like a big shindig yesterday, they volunteered and they went to the emergency food pantry and they stocked. And, it was all over the news. And they're, they're both veterans and uh, like. Immediately, I think this guy probably thought, oh, he was so mean to me the morning of. I was like, wow, get it together, buddy. You know, you can ask people a lot by being nice and being like, hey, I'm sorry you misunderstood. Could you put her in the car for a while or whatever? Nope. He's like, she's got to go. I was like, are you kidding me? I was so I I, I feel like if you had said, go ahead, kick us all out right now. Yeah. Go ahead. Kick us all out right now. You tell me what you're going to do about this dog. I know, but I was too nice. I shouldn't have been nice. I should have been like, this dog is more well-behaved than half the children coming today. Well, in fact, I mean, you you shouldn't have had to speak to him at all. Like, it's your wedding day. Yeah. I should have had a bridesmaid or JJ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You should have pretended to be like the Pope's nephew. Sit down. I need to know right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Well, Shelly, thank you so much for being a guest no on problem. JJ Meets World. If people want to see more about you or maybe they come to a Linebender like, show. Linebenders. Yeah. We're so much better than we were in 2011. Or, or hang out at a horse barn or a dog park near you. Um, and what if people want to be recruited into the North Dakota Air National Guard? Oh, my gosh. Um, just Google us. We're all over. I love being a recruiter. It's fun. It's it, Shelly has really opened my eyes to the fact that there's so many different opportunities. Because I thought... You're the flag guy, right? Like mm-hmm. you were talking about, like that's that's your job, mm-hmm. right? And there's so many, so many different more opportunities. Cool things you can do. Yeah, if you have it, you know, if you want to serve your state or your nation, I think that's awesome. I wish more young people would do it. 
um, it, it gives you a mental, mental toughness that a lot of people don't have. So I am so glad that I am a veteran. I'm very proud of that fact and it's changed me for the better. So I'm happy about it. It's a good pitch. It's a good I pitch. I love it. It's great. All right, Shelly, get out of here. This is a long one. What time Becky? is it? Is it time for brunch? <laughs> yes. To the brunch mobile. JJ meets work.